Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Tuesday, January 16th, uh, 2024. Um, and this is edition number 22 of season uh, number nine. We're in, we're in Deuteronomy 22 uh, today, and we have a chapter that has numerous sundry laws that cover various aspects of the moral law of God. Uh, but let's pray first, and we'll just consider just a few. Just a, I'll pick a few out of this chapter that we might make comment on them and see how these things really do apply over into our everyday lives. Let's pray. Father, as we look at your word, we ask again that you would be gracious to us and guide and direct us. We pray for an extra measure of your spirit that we would understand and apply these things faithfully uh, to our daily Christian life. May you grant us that grace, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Deuteronomy 22 is, as my Bible here has it, various laws. And indeed, the chapter itself does move in and out of various aspects of God's law. We, we have matters related to the seventh commandment, beginning in verse 13. We have matters related to the sixth commandment, um, verse 8. Um, we have matters dealing with restitution and restoration. Um, that would appeal to the eighth commandment. And so let me just uh, just deal with a few of these. Um, and again, I would encourage you to read the entirety of the chapter. I'm not going to deal in great depth with any of these. Uh, it's a devotional after all. But let's just look at, uh, beginning with verse 13, we have laws considering sexual immorality. If any man takes a wife and goes into her and then hates her and accuses her of misconduct and brings a bad name upon her, saying, I took this woman and when I came near her, I did not find in her evidence of virginity, then the father of the young woman and her mother shall take and bring out the evidence of her virginity to the elders of the city in the gate. And the father of the young woman shall say to the elders, I gave my daughter to this man to marry, and he hates her. And behold, he has accused her of misconduct, saying, I did not find in your daughter evidence of virginity. And yet this is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. And they shall spread the cloak before the elders of the city, and the elders of that city shall take the man and whip him. In other words, he's making a false accusation and he's seeking to get out of the marriage uh, under false pretenses. And so he's violating the, 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 the vows that he took in his marriage, his betrothal to this woman. And so there are some very significant consequences if those false accusations come. And so we have matters pertaining to the seventh commandment as well as the ninth commandment here. But in verse 20, we read, But if the thing is true, the evidence of virginity was not found in the young woman, then they shall bring out the young, young woman to the door of her father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her to death with stones, because she has done an outrageous thing in Israel by whoring in her father's house. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. Now, that phrase, you shall purge the evil from your midst, that's something we, we're seeing more and more as we work our way through this book but here it's the other side. There is no evidence. In fact, the man is telling the truth, and the consequence is quite severe, isn't it? Imagine if that were the way it was today. We live in a time and a day and age when sexual sin and promiscuity and adultery and a host of other matters are just rampant in our society, our culture. People seem to think nothing of it. They don't seem to even care. Uh, but God cares. He takes his commands very seriously. He, he takes them um, uh, because he's given them, he's holy, and he gives them to us to keep us from, from trouble and from difficulty. And of course, man, and because of their sinful nature, has corrupted that which God has called uh, good. 
In fact, in verse 22, we read, If a man is found lying with the wife of another man, both of them shall die. The man who lie with the woman and the woman, so you shall purge the evil from Israel. Now again, this is a, a direct uh, violation of that command that we read in Deuteronomy chapter uh, chapter 5, you shall not commit adultery. This is a seventh commandment violation, and it comes with significant consequence. Now, again, in the New Testament church, we don't have the power of the sword. So what do we do within the life of the church when these matters happen? Well, we, we adjudicate them, we investigate them, we are careful and discerning and God willing wise about the way we handle this. But if the end day, at the end of the day, we, we have a case before us in the church in which the seventh commandment has been violated in one way, shape, or form, then discipline must come. Um, why? That we might purge the evil from the midst of the church, that we might keep her pure before the Lord, but we might bring glory to Christ and his church and to the God of heaven. And hopefully, Lord willing, uh, with the goal of restoration of the wayward sinner. There are other sundry laws in this chapter that are of use to us. Verse 8, when you build a new house, you shall make a parapet for your roof that you may not bring the guilt of blood upon your house if anyone should fall from it. And this is a sixth commandment issue. You know, life is important to God. That's why there is the sixth commandment. And so in those days, the, the roofs of their homes were flat, and they would often socialize on the roof. They would often uh, entertain friends there. And there's always that danger where they could fall and get hurt or die. Now, our roofs are pitched, at least here in the United States, and so you know we don't typically do that. However, we do apply that principle, and we see towns doing that by enacting various codes. For instance, if you have an in-ground swimming pool, it's likely you are required to build a fence around it. Why? So that someone might not wander in there, some small child wander into your property and accidentally fall in the pool and drown. And the idea here is rooted right in Old Testament case law that we might preserve life. That's why we have building codes and we have these other things. I know we find them to be annoying at times. I get that. But uh, generally, they're, they're designed to protect life. Here at the church, we, we had a fire inspection and we had to install you know, certain exit lighting over the doors that would come on in case of a power failure, um, lighting the way to the door. Why? Well, because we are interested in preserving life. This is just a building. If it burns down, we can build a new one. Uh, but if someone dies, we can't bring them back. And so God loves life. He cares about life because we're made in his image. And so he puts these laws there that we might uh, safeguard, um, safeguard life. There's other matters related to restitution in the very beginning of the, um, of the chapter. Um, and, of course, that appeals very much to the Eighth Commandment about stealing. And the reality is, is that if you borrow something from somebody and you break it, you bought it. You, you need to restore that item to the person unless they free you from that. You need to restore that uh, to them. Uh, my daughter one time borrowed a book, well sort of borrowed it. She took it without asking me, so you call that what you like. But anyway, she's my daughter. So she took it and, well, and it got lost. And so I required her to buy me a replacement. Uh, it wasn't her property. She uh, understood the risk. Whenever you borrow something from somebody, you are taking a risk. And if you break it, damage it, you need to restore it. And that's uh, just being faithful to another person's property, loving your neighbor. 
And so there's many of these sundry laws here in this chapter to work through and then seek to apply over into our culture, our world. The Lord speaks to these things in principle here in this 22nd chapter. Well, I trust these times are helpful. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Wednesday edition, when we look at uh, chapter 23, may the Lord help you today. May you strive to honor him, walk in his ways, be in his word, read it, meditate upon it, pray, and plead with the God of heaven. God bless.